Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Vroom, vroom, we're in our mum's cars, and we are heading to Indianapolis this weekend. However, since we're still in the UK, boys, we're gonna have to take... The fast lane! <laughs> I wrote it down! Before we started rolling, he went, are you ready for this intro? <laughs> it didn't disappoint. There you go. So Hello, my, everybody. My body was not ready for that intro. <laughs> well, well, I put everything into that. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Nine Pitches video for this Saturday's Fast Lane Premium Live event. As you can see, the lineup is a little bit different. I'm your host today, little Andrew Dingle, joined by... <laughs> Joined by the most handsome delight in all of the Isle of Wight, one Adam Pacitti. Oh, stop oh, it. And also Impact Wrestling's very own Tom Campbell. Oh, How yeah. are we doing? They'll never take that away from me. They'll <laughs> never take that away from me. It's Tom. just me and Abyss now. <laughs> <laughs> How are you boys doing? Are you good? Yeah, grand. Yeah, in a really, really good spirit. So I'm looking forward to this. It's a bit of a weird card, isn't mm. it? Because there's only five matches announced at the moment. Short and we've one. got nine pitches to do. So I think there's going to be a bit of crossover here, maybe. Probably, probably. You're so looking forward to it. I'm jealous that you get a five match. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Team WWE. We, we kind of just fobbed you off there, haven't we? With the long ones. AEW, because more is more. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Even though it's five matches, I think it's going to be delightful anyway. Yeah, I think it good. should be a good no one. No pre-show matches either. They squeeze like three or four <laughs> on yours, <laughs> don't they? Amazing. <laughs> We're eating good tonight, everybody. <laughs> uh, if you've not watched the Nine Pitches video before, the premise is simple. We will go around the table, each taking turns to deliver a pitch. It will go Adam, then Tom, then myself, three times until we end up with nine lovely, wonderful pitches. But... Let's not forget that golden rule. It's not what we think is going to happen. It's, it's what, what we want to happen. It's what no. we want to happen. No. God damn it. Every single time. Adam, would you like to kick us off in tremendous fashion, please? Yeah, why not? I'm going to start with the world heavyweight title match between Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. I've written these out as if they're like movie synopsises. Synopsis? Synopsises? I like this, I yes. I word for it. Um, so, and I've given this one a nice title, No Men Standing. <laughs> oh, well, I wonder what could happen. Basically sums up, doesn't it? I shouldn't have read that. So, the last man standing world heavyweight title match between champion Seth Rollins and challenger Shinsuke Nakamura will be a brutal and ultra-stiff war. The two men will go hell for leather at Fastlane, beating each other to a pulp with vicious strikes and suplexes, with Nakamura trying to wear down the architect, specifically the back, obviously, mm. with brutal submission holds as well. It won't be enough, as despite Shinsuke's best efforts, Rollins will mount a comeback and drop some bombs of his own, getting very close to keeping his foe down for the count in the process. With the intensity of the action gradually being ramped up and both men exhausted from a hard-fought contest, something big will happen to make sure that the last man standing match ultimately results in no men standing at all. 
It could either be a big bump, like some sort of move that puts them both through the announce table, or sees or sees them, sorry, careen off some scaffolding somewhere in the arena, or a simultaneous weapon strike that knocks them both down and out for a 10. Whatever it is that finally puts Rollins and Nakamura down will be enough to convince ringside doctors that the match cannot continue as both men are helped out of the arena. Rollins, ever the babyface, will insist that he leaves under his own power. He's, he's off on his oh, own. Okay. the doctors away. He's right. so proud. He's a fighting champion. Uh, this obviously will provide uh, an intriguing ending for the latest chapter in their rivalry, but it also sets the stage for the proper blow off uh, at Crown Jewel October. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Survivor Series no. instead. Crown right. Jewel. Uh, and my suggestion for that finale would be an I Quit match. We've not seen oh. one since, uh, I think it was last year's Extreme Rules. Yeah. Pay-per-view. Um, and that would provide the definitive ending to the Seth and Shinsuke saga. And it makes oh. Seth look the bollocks. Unless no man quits. Yeah. And they do it again. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll do that next time. Oh, I'm so on the fence about this one. Um, I'm going to, I'll give it, I'm going to give it a, I'm gonna give it one of these. Okay. I'm on the I'm on the fence because one, I would love to see Shinsuke actually win the belt. I think the stuff that he's doing at the moment has been some of the best stuff he's done for a long time, and I don't want him. Not that he'd look weak coming out of it, but I'm guessing is who's gonna be the one that comes out of Crown Jewel saying I quit. Shh. Oh, Seth. You think Seth? Okay, because he's looked so good. He's been a yeah. fine champion all this time. I don't think it hurts him, it, especially if he's got to go away and get his back healed up, oh. then I think it's all right. It, it would be so unexpected. It would make Shinsuke look the bollocks if that were to happen. That's true. And Seth will be away for a while. People mm. forget that he quit. No, but I guess <laughs> I guess that's the thing, is him is him having to say, I quit. It's a when he's still pushing through. It is a big it's thing. It's a big deal, but I think it's worth it mm. to put all of that energy behind Shinsuke. Okay. I mean, make Shinsuke look so good. It's, it's, it's like quarter two. It's like... Okay. Five two. What do you in? What would you like to see? Give us a few ideas there. The big spot that leaves no man standing. Uh, I, I'd put the scaffolding thing in because I, <laughs> I like love that. scaffolding. <laughs> it's, it's more interesting. Like announce table spots, we've seen them done plenty of times. They happen like on Monday Night Raw and yeah. stuff at this point, don't they? It's not the biggest deal. So I don't know what the arena looks like. Maybe there's something big that they can both jump off. Maybe it looks like Shinsuke is about to chuck Seth off. But Seth manages to grab him on the way down, and they both and pull him down. To, uh, both Ooh. tumble to the floor, or something like that. I don't um, know. Some something like a high spot. I, literally a high spot. A high, a high, high spot. Well, for the sake of a high spot, I'm going to give it a thumbs Thank up. Thank you. I Cheers. like. I like. A, I like a high spot in me wrestling. Like I'm uh, envisioning. Do you remember like the old SmackDown versus Raw games where you go out into that little bit in the crowd and there's just that scaffold in there <laughs> yeah, for no apparent <laughs> reason with all, like the TV and all these conveniently placed things. If it's something like that, then I'm down for it. Yeah. It's got to be big. The problem here with the whole Shinsuke Seth rivalry is that I think most. Most people are just expecting Shinsuke to lose, whether or not mm. not this is the blow off, and then Shinsuke drops back down, maybe That's to never it. return to the world title picture. So I, I really want to put the attention on Shinsuke while mm. protecting Seth a little bit, making him look good. He looks great here, but he, Shinsuke does something even more abhorrent at the mm. Crown Jewel pay per view to finally make Seth say, "I quit." Maybe we'll have some a bit later. Oh. <laughs> a gentleman never tells. Tom, would you like to bless us with your first pitch, please? Okay. So, on the Mountain Dew Maximum 5-Hour Energy Kickoff Show, 
LA Knight is attacked <laughs> as he's entering the stadium by Solo Sokoa and Jimmy Uso. Ooh. They end up throwing him in the White River near the stadium. Just adjacent. Oh, a bit of research there. Yeah, Look right. at that. That's good. There's, a little, there's, there's the White River, which runs through it, and he gets hoyed into there. John Cena's all on his Todd mm. facing Sokoa and Uso. And this is how Fastlane opens. John Cena going, wow, I'm on my own. Could go and get him, but I've got stuff to do. So it's a handicap match, and son John Cena fighting from underneath for a good long while. And just when all looks lost, <laughs> Solo Sokoa is about to drive his thumb deep into the throat of, of John Cena one more time. Tron lights up, and there there's cameras by the riverbank. Oh! Where a fishing trawler has docked. <laughs> it is a tugboat driven by tugboats. No. Yes! Oh, my God. Tuggers speaks to somebody just off screen and goes, This is as close as I can get you, I'm afraid. Toot toot, is that okay? And the person we can't see responds in the affirmative. Mm. Yeah. yeah. The Mom Rock. No. Yes, right, it's The Rock. Moments later, LA Knight jumps off the boat, marches into the building, his music hits, and he walks out, he wipes seaweed off his shoulder and charges to the ring. They all hit their trademark moves. Mm. AA to Jimmy Uso and Cena and LA Knight save the kingdom once more. Everybody's happy. And then we just cut back to Tugboat one more time. <laughs> oh, In his Tugboat, he's watching the network on the iPad and he smiles to himself and goes, toot toot, young man. <laughs> toot toot. <laughs> and we'll, that's my pitch. We'll discard that last bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best bit. I like that. That's the closing, and then he goes off yeah. into the fog down the river. Toot, toot young man. Fred Ottman aside. That's Fred Ottman passing the torch. <laughs> Fred Not about Cena anymore. It's Ottman. <laughs> it's Fred Ottman passing the torch to the young generation. Wow. John Cena in LA night. I actually really love it. Yes! Obviously, the tugboat stuff is stupid. The best part. Uh, but <laughs> LA Knight getting written off, it works so well because on Friday, there was absolute pandemonium mm. as Solo and uh, and Jimmy just went around absolutely battering everybody yeah. backstage. So it'd be good for that to continue at the top of the pay-per-view. I think that's, a, that's really good. There's a nice bit of continuity there. Um, LA Knight getting written off it just makes people want him more doesn't it it just makes people want him more I think more. they missed a trick by having him turn up on Smackdown I'd have had him not yeah. show up until Saturday and have oh, seen yeah. a fight alone and like in the 11th hour you just hit LA Knight and that's when you do it and he runs out and saves the day at the very last minute but I guess they're at a point where they don't want to risk selling a pay-per-view without advertising that LA Knight will be. Yeah, Which but you've got good. John Cena there, though, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's enough but to do But even so, LA Knight. I think, LA Knight. I think you're totally right there, because that makes LA Knight feel even bigger. Because mm. it's one of those things that everybody would be expecting LA Knight um, in the same way that, I don't know, go over to AEW, everybody expected Punk, everybody expected Edge, but it's not disappointing, is mm -hmm. it? People would be so buzzing about it being LA Knight on the night. And the pop. Uh, I, I really like it. It's Obviously, it's a little bit silly. I like the seaweed <laughs> coming off of his shoulder. I think that's a nice touch. Um, and it's, you know what? I don't think it's one of those matches, like in ring-wise, people are that excited about. You don't want that match to go on for too long because you sort of just know what you're getting, mm. don't you? So to limit that, make John Cena fight against the odds <laughs> and all that. He's got experience. Maybe he eats a DDT on the outside on the exposed concrete mm. and still manages to get That's back it. up. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like it. Yes. It's a big thumbs up from me. I think... Uh... 
as Adam was saying there, it's not necessarily the in-ring action we're looking forward to. I think it's the ramifications afterwards. <laughs> and if the ramifications are, we get a little segment with Tugboat going, toot toot, young man. Toot toot, 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 off you go. Well then, I, I feel like a bit of a... Is hypocrite the, the the right word after I've been like, Adam, I don't know if yours is almost believable, but this one, yeah, give it a big thumbs up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think I, I, I do like it very much. And I like the idea of uh, keeping us in suspense a little bit as to whether LA Knight's going to be there or not. I think that's really good. I guess the, would the thing be, right, if LA Knight wasn't advertised for being in this match, do you think people would start speculating that, oh, maybe The Rock's going to... Maybe Tugboat. Ooh. Which would be the thing, and then people are like, oh, actually. No, it's okay, because the way that Tom's pitched it, it happens right at the start of the show. Everybody's already you bought see the him. pay-per-view. You, you see him, so yes. arrives. Yes, There's yes, no... yes, that's true. Is it too close to SmackDown and John Cena being delayed all night and then finally turning up at the end? Um, no, because Tugboat's there. Yeah, <laughs> completely <laughs> totally different. You, what, you, what the difference is, and I'm surprised there's not more questions about Tugboat, uh, <laughs> the, the, the caveat is Tugboat is different. That differentiates it. Tugboat yeah. isn't isn't really giving the rub to Cena. Tugboat oh, for good. <laughs> Tugboat is giving the rub <laughs> to LA Knight, and he needs it the most. Toot toot, young man. Toot toot. Let's say let's say Tugboat is unavailable for for this show. I uh, scrap it. Yeah, just get yeah. LA Knight's on the river in a just, little dinghy. Yeah, I just had a tag match. I wouldn't bother. It's got to be Tugboat in it. It's got to be Tugboat saving him yeah. from the river. It or has to don't be. Don't do that spot at all. It has to be. It's got to be Tugboat. I don't, tuggers. I don't know how I'm going to follow big this tuggers. up now. Big Tuggers. Doing a big tug. Is that a yes for... It's a, yeah, yeah, no, it's a yes from me, Tom. Toot young man. Tugboat got a more affirmative <laughs> I just said. What did I say? I said, I feel a bit weird giving you, you like the five to and then Tom like the straight up 12 o'clock. You know what I mean? Toot Well, that's going to be tough to follow up, right? But I'm going to try my hardest anyway, okay? Go on, strap yourselves in. Strap yourselves go. in. we got some <laughs> long ones, everybody. Right, so Austin Theory beats Dragon Lee in dubious fashion in their scheduled matchup with thanks to his new best friend, Grayson Waller. This is on SmackDown, by the way, because obviously we've got it already announced. Austin Theory is going to go up against Dragon Lee. Mm -hmm. So A-Town Down Under give the NXT star a shoeing, not to be confused with a shoey. Oh, I love my shoey. Uh, that's what... Yeah, Australia. Uh, before Ronald Mysterious and Santos Escobar make the save and chase them off. Now backstage, we see Dragon Lee getting checked up in medical where Mysterio and Escobar enter to see how he's doing. Lee says, hey, oh, hi, thank you very much for having my back out there tonight. I know you guys are going through your own things right now, but it'd be an honor for me to repay the favor and have your backs too. Whenever you need it, I'll be there. The LWO members thank Lee and the segment ends. Now... We cut to Fastlane on Saturday, where we have the six-man tag team match between the LWO and Bobby Lashley and the Street TPs. Now, at the time of recording, I believe we don't know whether it'll be Cruz del Toro or Joaquin Wilde entering as the third member for the LWO, but it doesn't matter anyway, as either during the pre-show or at the start of the live event, we get a frantic camera cut and we see Ford and Dawkins absolutely laying ways to Cruz del Toro, taking him out of the equation and ensuring there's no numbers advantage this evening leveling the playing playing field a bit for the match ahead 
Now, later in the night, we see the prophets there enter Lashley's dressing room with Big Bob. He's smiling ear to ear that Ford and Dawkins have finally decided to really step it up and prove themselves to the former WWE champion. Bobby tells the prophets to, hey, you go take it easy. You get ready for the match. But as he excuses them from the room, he gets a little telephone call and he pulls a telephone out of his pocket before the camera cuts. And then... So we get to the six-man tag team match now. And although the LWO, they put up a valiant effort, it's Lashley and the Street Profits who pick up the win in this one. Post-match, the heels go um, to town on the babyfaces with a relentless beatdown. Bobby holds Ray back and makes him watch as the Profits tear into Mysterio's biological sons, Joaquin Wilde and Santos Escobar. Until Dragon Lee makes the save. He rushes towards the ring, steel chair in hand, smacks Bobby in the back, who then releases his grip on Mysterio as the two luchadors quickly go to chase the Profits out of the ring. Now, with Dragon Lee intently keeping watch on the bad boys reeling on the outside of the ring, Ray leans over to Santos to check on his stable mate. And when the camera angle tightly packed in on Rey Mysterio's face. Out of nowhere comes a leg drop from the heavens that connects with the back of Mysterio's neck. Dragon Lee turns around to see what's just happened. The street EPs drag him under the ropes where Lashley hits a huge spear on the outside to take him out. And now when the camera pans back up, it's none other than him himself, not you yourself, but him himself, Carmelo Hayes, standing tall over the body of Rey Mysterio. Bobby gets in the ring, he nods in approval and then shakes the hand of his newest recruit to officially seal the deal. Ooh! Carmelo Hayes making waves, baby, yeah. God, there's a lot to unpack there, Andrew. Uh, there is. I like to every make them time, winding. Every time you think it's over. <laughs> <laughs> it Which sounds not bit. like a good thing. <laughs> no, no, I like it. I really like it. Do you want to chuck Carmelo in there? I think so now. With everything that's happened, uh, with him losing the NXT title, mm-hmm. everything on NXT last night, yep. with everybody being like, uh, what are you doing? You've lost your title. Why are you in the ring? Why are you here with us champions, Trick Williams, who's not a champion anymore? But when Trick and Ilya were talking, everybody's kind of getting in his head. Bron Breaker's getting in his head and stuff as well. I know we've got next week announced Hayes and Bron Breaker with uh, Cena on Hayes' side and mm-hmm. Heyman on um, Breaker's side. But I think we can have something there. Like people have been putting the doubt in his head. He just wants to. He wants to make a name for himself. He wants to just go out there and uh, and prove that he's still got what it takes. You could have it. So Cena is in his corner, but obviously he's like, "Hey, I'm just out here. I'm, mm. It's NXT. I'm doing my own thing." But then after he wins the match, you have Lashley and the Prophets battered. Yeah, you could do. Yeah, he's our boy now. Woo! Yeah. But I think Carmelo Hayes would be a nice fit for the stable. And I think it's time for him to come up to the main roster as well. The, the, I think there's still stuff there to do with him and Tr- Trick Williams a little bit. But I think to make a big impact, have him go after someone like Rey Mysterio or a legend and then have him align with Bobby Lashley would be a statement, a big statement and I'm, make him feel like a big deal, I'm a bigger give, deal. I'm going to give you a thumbs up. For, Thank you. Yeah, Thank I think, you. I think it's a way of bringing him in that, that mm. obviously gives him a bit of a... A bit of stardust on the way in. Yeah. As like a hot prospect. (sighs) And also, he could be a guy that eventually, when he breaks out of that group, Mm. becomes a star through beating that group. Agreed. Mm. How long term do you see Bobby's group? I think I see it going for a long... I think Triple H has got a big old stiffy Mm -hmm. for uh, for factions and for faction warfare and things like that. And I think... 
I think it's quite cool now that we're getting all these factions building up in the wake of like the bloodline crumbling to try and pick up the scraps and like go for that top spot to be like the dominant force within WWE. And I think Bobby and the Street Profits and whoever else he, he has joined in the group has the potential to step up to that as well and make a big old impact. I I like it, right, because we've got Survivor Series mm. coming up and that could be the Survivor Series or Survivor Series War Games match. Yeah. Those two factions mm -hmm. squaring off against one another because I think a lot of us expected maybe Bloodline or Judgment Day to be involved in that. Yeah. Um, but Judgment Day have plenty of gold to be defending elsewhere on mm -hmm. the card at the moment. So to give that spotlight to two up-and-coming factions, I think is a really, really good shout. Yeah. And having Carmelo Hayes in that match <gasps> makes it 10 times better yeah, as well. I, that'd be I nice. think that could be really, really fun. Mm. So it's a it's a yes from me. Oh! I, I wasn't sold straight away. Cause yeah, because like, it took a bit I, to get to the point. <laughs> no, no, not because of that. Because I, I just... I want to just want to see Carmelo Hayes just do stuff on his own because mm. I think he's that good. But no, given the given the placement of the pay per view and how close Survivor Series is, I think that could lead on to something mm. really sexy. Thank you. Mm. What about if right? What about if we have this faction, and, but Carmelo maybe stays on NXT predominantly to sign a? They pop down from time yeah, to time. yeah. Ah, oh, that's cool. If you still want to continue storylines for a little bit and then, you know, like tie those loose ends up before kind of like he moves in their up proper. Program. Yeah. So like yeah, he's on the yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you've got like... to prove yourself. Like I guess what Bobby's doing with the profits at the moment as well. Being like, hey, if you're not gonna prove yourself and do some good stuff, then just get lost, kind of thing. He's like the, he's like their succession his succession plan. I don't, yes, yes, yeah. that's it. Yes. Yeah. Nice. So like street that. profits don't perform. Hey, I've got mm. Carmelo waiting to go. He's hungry. There you go. Yeah, because he's testing him all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you've just made my pitch better. It needs to be two. It needs to be Carmelo things. and Tugboat, really. No, uh, no, no, no. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dawkins doesn't prove himself. He gets kicked out and we've got new Street Profits. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Tug Profits. The no. Tug Profits. Uh, my, my next one <laughs> also involves uh, Lashley's new stable. Oh, uh, baby. It's a little bit simpler a little bit shorter yeah um and doesn't necessarily involve uh, going to survivor series because of the the new member that i'm gonna pitch right now mm. the lwo versus bobby lashley and the street profits will be a long and competitive match that keeps the audience guessing as to who the winner is going to be in the end lashley squad will prove too much for Rey mysterio santos and whoever their third member is going to be with big bobby scoring the pin for his team while the action will be compelling in its own way it will pale in comparison to events that happen after the match as the losing member of the LWO is checked on by his teammates including Zelina Vega the cry of I'm on my own against the wall the pressure's building but no I will never fall will ring out over the arena sound system heralding the grand return of Bianca Belair yeah. Bianca Belair for our American viewers because they always have a go at me Vega will look as if she's seen a ghost as the EST of WWE decked out in black and gold and with a deadly serious exp expression on her face makes her entrance while the LWO is distracted Lashley Ford and Dawkins will attack leaving only Zelina standing at this point Belair will get into the ring Vega will try and turn to turn and run but instead walk into a Lashley shaped wall allowing Belair to grab her by the hair hoist her into the air and then drop her with an almighty K.O.D. Content with their night's work, the foursome henceforth to be known as the Almighties. Oh! That's all right, good. It's all right, isn't it? That's good. Okay, you just come up with that. Uh, raise each other's hands and stand triumphant in the center of the ring. I think they really need to get to the point where they are 
a stable with a name now. Yeah. And Bianca, she's done all that she can do as a baby face, hasn't she? She's done mm. it all. And I think a, a heel run could be really fun on the main roster. Oh, that's a fat yes from me. Go on. on. That would be incredible. And I think I think we've been waiting for like a heel turn from Bianca from the for the longest time as well. And for her to come back, I think, as well and do something as I don't want to say drastic because she's done like Healy stuff before in NXT, but I guess drastic for what we've seen on the main roster at least. For it to be Most like a drastic turn, yeah, right. Stuff. And and for her to come and do that in in such a big way, I think would be really a really good way of kind of just reinvigorating her a little bit on the main roster from mm-hmm. what we from what we've seen for a little bit at least anyway. So big yes from me. I'm gonna give her a new finisher as well as part of this. Because she could do loads of Healy stuff with the hair. She uses the hair mm. as part of her arsenal anyway. Honestly, I'd do sleepers with the hair. Oh, that's nice. a, that's that's a, a finisher. good idea. So maybe, maybe she does that instead. That's just popped into my head. But oh. she should use the hair to her advantage, but in a Healy kind of way. With I kind of like that. Chokehold. I like it. It's a big guess from me as well. Thank you. The only thing I would change um, <clears throat> is I would suggest calling the group the Almighty rather than the Almighties. No, because Bobby Lashley's already the Almighty. But then he yeah. can give that to the group as the name. I feel like oh, coming the up. Almighty. I feel okay. like coming up against a group called mm. the Almighty. You know, so he's registering another trademark. Yeah, well, yeah. saves <laughs> money on paperwork. <laughs> but I think what what Andrew said. I think Bel Air is long overdue a, a fantastic heel run. Yes, it's like she's she's done so well in her role on SmackDown, but she's done all she can yeah. as a mm. babyface now. And with so many other forces coming in, I think she'd be a nice fit there. I like that as well. I like I like like the Judgment Day in the LWO where you've got like a female roster member in there as well. Mm-hmm. So then you can cover all bases of all the roster and all the TV show. It's just a shame they'll never do a mixed tag, like a big mixed tag. I do you not imagine. reckon? I don't know. I feel they... like they might because you, you, they still do like the, um, you could still just do the once, you know, you tag the member of the yeah. same sex and the other member of the same sex has to it's come in. It's clumsy though. I always feel that mm. that breaks the flow of the match. But then you still get the spots, don't you, where like a woman body slams one of the yeah, one of the male true. rosters and stuff and we get a little taste of it. I, I do know what you mean. Um, I, I think if you announce the rules outright then it gets clumsy. I think you just say it's an eight person tag and then it just so happens that people tag in and out in a certain order. You don't, mm. need, to, you don't need to over egg the pudding and explain Oh, women can only wrestle the women. And men yeah. Can... Oh, they would. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know they would. But you just, that's, that's kind of how you get around it by just not over explaining it and just mm. letting it happen. It works, I guess, like with a Survivor Series, like a classic Survivor Series match, where they could never do war games or something like that. Could, no, which is a shame, though, is, as yeah. well, because that would be really cool to see Rhea in a war games match with like the members of the Judgment Day. Be awesome, I think it'd be it? so and good. They, they wouldn't do that, but maybe they would do a big mixed tag, mm. uh, four on four or something. Anyway, thank you for the yeses. You're welcome. I've got another. Uh, suggestion what if she All does right. the KOD but then afterwards she gets the yeah with the hair Ooh. thing oh, double stamp it you know what and I mean and then gets the mic and goes that's my new finisher <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> please names on social media please thank you <laughs> suggestions <laughs> Tom your second pitch my dear boy righto so uh, this is for the tag title match uh, the co- tag title match the, not the, okay. <laughs> <laughs> here he is toot toot young man toot toot uh, so, Cody Rhodes on SmackDown before the pay-per-view reveals to Roman his master plan. So, Cody and Roman meet in the ring for the first time since Mania. And they have a nice little back and forth. Remind us that there is a story yet to be finished. And Cody warns Roman that when he and Jay win the tag titles, that means he can officially be a free agent and go on any show he pleases, which he already does anyway. <laughs> yes. But shut up. <laughs> Cody and Jay Uso go on to win 
the undisputed tag team titles from the Judgment Day on wow. Saturday. And they and for the first few weeks, like they're like, we're, come on, come one, come all. We're, def- we're fighting champions. And they fight champions from Raw, fight champions from SmackDown, maybe even make an appearance at NXT, defend against a team mm. on NXT. Really work for it. It comes to a SmackDown, maybe a season premiere or something around on the, on the road to Survivor Series where we see Cody and Jay put the belts up against Solo Sokoa and Jimmy. Oh. Blockbuster main event. They go for it. There's a lot of confusion in the finish. The ref goes down. Cody lands a crossroads on Jimmy in the process. And Roman Reigns appears out of nowhere, hits hits a spear that takes the soul out of Jey Uso. Now, both referees come to, and one counts Cody's fall on Jimmy. The other counts Solo's fall on Ray. What a pickle. What a pickle. What do you do? It is decided on the following Monday that the tag team titles will be split. Yes. Oh. Yes. You didn't have me until Hello. that. <laughs> they need to get there. So, yep, yep, yep. Paul Heyman pulls strings and declares Jimmy and Solo the WWE tag champions who will reside on SmackDown. Whereas Cody and Jay, as the world tag champions with new belts and all, will, re- will reside on Raw. We'll have to wait a little bit longer for Cody to finish his story. But the seeds have been planted. So I, I don't put Cody on the same roster as Roman just yet. Good. Because mm. then because that's you can do that at the Rumble. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, you, it's, yeah, it's you a, can it's, do. It's like a it's almost like an act two type thing when you get close to getting the baddie, Actually, the baddie just gets away. I because I I I wasn't super sold on it, but you're right. It can either happen at the Royal Rumble or whoever wins the Royal Rumble that can then challenge the world heavyweight champion and then Cody could win the <laughs> the elimination chamber to then go on to face Roman anyway. So you don't necessarily need the roster, you know, swap and stuff like that in, in such a, in like a, I, I don't know where, what words I like the split. I, I assumed the title split would have already happened. I thought the judgment day would have brought in some nice new shiny purple titles and then, but apparently not. I like that. I think that's good. That gets a yes from me as well. Oh, thank you. Any pitch that involves getting those tag titles split and so you've got <laughs> tag gold to go for on either brand is a big yes for me. Hey. I, was, I wasn't convinced at the start because you started talking and it's just like, okay, Rome's getting involved and then the refs are down or mm. big ref bump, more bloodlines, nonsense, just <laughs> rinse and repeat, right? But it's worth dealing with all that just to get to the point where you've got tag straps on either brand. So, mm. yeah, it's, hey. a, it's a yes from me. It's delightful, boy. Oh, delightful. Thank you and no much, sign everybody. of tugs. And no, so, no sign of a single tugboat. Right. Are you ready for this next one? I've basically like... Cra- <laughs> I basically <laughs> I like really crammed two good. pitches into one on this one. Oh, okay. yeah. oh God. <laughs> you're, you're, in for, you're, you're in for a... Right. Are we going to need an intermission? Uh, I mean, you can. <laughs> if you I'll, need I'll, a wee-wee. Imagine that always sunny gift. Here we go. With a cork board. Yeah. That's me. And then this guy... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot... We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's from here to here. 12 years ago, this happened. <laughs> All right. No, okay. Right, um, so... In 1992, Ric Flair <laughs> won the world title. Uh, I'm, I'm heading over to the last man standing match between Shinsuke and Seth for the world title on this one. Uh, and I know that Shinsuke basically sealed his own fate by touching the title on Monday before his match, but guess what? I don't care. Give the man the title. I want him to have the title, please. Uh, so this feud has brought new life, as I said earlier, into Nakamura, and I believe him continuously attacking Seth's back for the last few months should truly have a knock-on effect on the champion at Fastlane. We know Seth puts nothing but 110% into his matches. However, with him being so banged up at this point, perhaps in this match, he physically just can't put 110% in. He goes above and beyond to try and get the job done, but unfortunately, it isn't quite enough to keep Nakamura down. Regardless, Seth keeps pushing through, and towards the end of the match, we get some vital moments that become the nail in the coffin for Rollins' title reign. After Nakamura clears the announce table, Seth capitalizes with a rolling elbow douche to the back of Shinsuke's neck that leaves the challenger sprawled out on the desk. Seth ascends the barricade looking to set up for a stomp on Nakamura that will go through the announce desk, but as he launches himself towards the King of Strong Style, Shinsuke manages to reverse it into a Michinoku driver that sends Rollins' back shattering through the table. Seth still stirs, however. It's not enough to put him down for the 10, even though he's in pure agony at this point. And Nakamura, frustrated, he starts throwing multiple chairs into the ring at this point. He's ready to put Rollins down for good. Seth mounts a comeback, though, in the ring. He's, uh, he sees the pile of chairs beneath him, and he knows the risk, but he still hoists Shinsuke up to the top rope, ready to hit his patented avalanche falcon arrow. It comes back to bite him in the arse though. His, uh, his back gives out, trying to lift Shin in the suplex position, only for Nakamura to reverse it into a second Michinoku driver, this time off the top rope and onto the mountain of chairs below. Again, Shinsuke thinks this has to be a surefire way to put the champ down for good, but it isn't. Seth gets up at 9.555555, but immediately collapses to his knees. Nakamura starts wailing on Seth's back with the chairs to no avail. A Kinshasa, no avail. As Nakamura awaits the count with Rollins on the mat, he rolls to the outside and fetches a lead pipe and some tape from under the ring. He starts to tape the pipe to his leg, waiting for Rollins to inevitably rise once again. With what little energy the champ has left, knowing his fate is practically sealed, Seth mimics Nakamura's, Come on! 
like just like that before Shinsuke bounces off the ropes and hits a lead pipe assisted Kinshasa to finally put the superhuman Rollins down for the 10 count. Shinsuke Nakamura is your new world heavyweight champion. Now, post-match, Shinsuke stands tall as medical staff quickly flop to the aid of the now former champion. Not only that, but Becky Lynch also comes flying from the back to check on her husband lying flat on the mat. Now, with Nakamura heading up the ramp, he's got a smirk on his face, and Becky is just hurling abuse at the king of strong style as, it, as she cradles her unresponsive husband in her lap. Sounds like he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he is at this point. He's dead. He's dead. Uh, that is everybody. Until from behind comes a huge heel kick to the back of the NXT Women's Champion's head. Now, some might call this maneuver the Scorpio Rising. And those who might know whose finisher the Scorpio Rising is, yes, it, belie it believes it belongs to one returning, Mako Satomura, who has been mysteriously okay. absent from NXT since March of this year. Mako Satomura is here, and she's putting the NXT Women's Champion on notice. Oh, wow! Does this then further a thing between Becky and Satomura on NXT, or is this Satomura aligning herself with Shinsuke? I think... That's a or is it both? very good question. I wonder, well, no, because I think Seth would be out for this because I was like, maybe we can roll it to Survivor Series somehow mm -hmm. and have some sort of like mixed tag match between the two. But mm -hmm. I think that, I think Mako just goes for, for uh, Becky Lynch's NXT title at that this point. That works for me because I think if, if, if uh, Nakamura wins the world title, mm. world heavyweight title, I should be on him, nobody mm -hmm, else. Mm -hmm. So I would, I, I like I like her arrival. I like her going for Becky Lynch's NXT title. Um, but I wouldn't want to see Nakamura and, Sa um, and Mako Satomura yeah. uh, be an on-screen item I, yeah. in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's quite important to mm -hmm. me. But I like it. It's a hell of an arrival. I think, given people's exposure to Mako Satomura... <laughs> The reaction might not be there. It might not be. I, that's exactly what I think as well. Do you know what I mean? Maybe the pay-per-view is the wrong time to It could be, couldn't it? Do it. Oh, but then I, I like get... it. No, but it makes a big deal about it. It makes same a big time, deal. You, you, you try and make a big deal and then nobody reacts. Yeah, that's it. It's difficult, isn't it? Yeah, it is difficult. But uh... I mean, to make her feel like as big as she she I mean she is like a huge star oh, yeah, and she's sure. incredible as well casual but WWE like, fans yeah 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 but to make her feel like that maybe it is something like this that makes people go oh gee bloody hell fire like Becky's literally in a most vulnerable at the moment because her husband's dead on the mat <laughs> and she's also been banged up from No Mercy as well so yeah. soon coming off No Mercy just to like capitalise on that and just, just tear her arm yeah. open again oh yeah oh. <laughs> It'd be cool if she had some sort of new look, a new Mako mm. Satomura. I'd, I'd quite like it if she... if she A makeover Satomura. Hey! <laughs> hey! Uh, it's a little bit... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me again. I, get, I, I, I get do you. like it, and I'd be buzzing if it happened. I would just worry about the crowd response yeah. to it, and it just feeling a bit flat. I, and there's I, nothing I, I like Satomura is a massive star. She's yeah. done it all right. Uh, but the people who are going to be there live in attendance and maybe watching at home as well might not see the just how big a, a mm. thing that is. Why make her Satomura now? Because she's incredible and she's fair not enough. been on TV since March. Yes. Yeah, like, I, I'm not sure why. I don't know if there's been stuff in the news as to whether she's off doing other stuff for WWE or what, but like, I miss her being on TV so much. And I think. Mm. 
her. Not that I'm saying that there isn't any sort of credible uh, people on the NXT women's roster to go up against Becky Lynch, but I think someone who could like match up to Becky Lynch. I know we've just seen Tiffany Stratton do that as well, but like someone who feels like a threat to Becky Lynch. A new final boss of a NXT. A new final boss, because yeah. she felt like that already yeah. anyway. A new final boss in NXT. And then also to make her feel like if she did come up to the main roster as, as well, make her feel like a big deal going after someone as big as, as Becky Lynch too. Yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up then. Oh, explain that well. I'll um, give it a thumbs up. Baby. It's a thumbs up. Thumbs Thank up. you. I, very I like the way much. we haven't really talked about it. We've just been concentrating on Mako Satsumura there. But I like the <laughs> I like the way that you've really sort of protected Seth. There. That's, that's what that's I wanted a good to way do. To, to lay him out, but mm. I really like the. What did you describe it as the lead pipe assisted? Yeah, I, I think that's really, the thing I think that's leg. really good. And I like mm. the thing with him just like knowing like his, his yeah. fate is sealed. So it's like, like ah, come let's, on, let's go. Yeah, it's very Leon Slater versus Liam Slater mm. from North Wrestling Thunderstruck. Oh, I do remember <laughs> that match right there, where Liam was just like, "Come on, let me stop you." So yeah, I think protecting Seth is, and it's weird as well because we're saying protect Seth, and he's like, "My back's broken, and I'm still having matches." You know what I mean? So maybe it is in this match that that we can protect him in a way where we can just let him go off and get surgery and I think feel better. Especially if he's going to disappear for a bit. Yeah. I think it, it works, but he should be putting, putting over somebody yeah. in a big way mm -hmm. as he does that. I like it. I've, I'm just off the top of my head, I would have thought maybe the whole story's been, I've heard about your back. Should it have been Seth with his back to Seth going, come on then, let's just go. And it should have been a Kinshasa to the back. That's what it is. Oh, I thought it was to the front. No, because he bounces off the ropes and he like ah, goes to the back. Sorry, I thought yeah. he bounced. Apologies, I might not have, uh, have have explained right. that more My thoroughly. But well, I feel foolish. Feel feel foolish. Feel foolish. Well, thank you, boys. Right, final one, Adam. What you got? What you got? Right, I said at the beginning of this video, this is quite a difficult one to do because there's only five matches at the time of recording. Yeah. On the card, um, and I'm not 100% sold on this one. So let me know. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Normally, I like to come into these when the, the rare occasion I do them with a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. um, and I gave this a lot of thought, but as I was walking in here, I was like, oh. Is this the one? We'll see. Uh, the popular fiery babyface squad of Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso will look to, ha look to have bagged Is that their the faction name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> popular fiery babyface squad. <laughs> we'll look to have bagged the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships at Fastlane as they take it to the Judgment Days, Finn Balor and Damian Priest in a thrilling roller coaster of a title match. After warding off interference from Dominic Mysterio, the match will come down to Rhodes and Balor alone in the ring, with Uso and Priest selling on the outside. After a couple of close near falls, Cody will hook Finn in place, ready to hit crossroads for what is sure to result in the title winning three counts. As he has in prepped, Rhea Ripley will distract the referee from ringside when, out of nowhere, Drew McIntyre appears in the ring and blasts the American Nightmare with a full-on Claymore oh. kick. No countdowns! None of that. Uh, all that's left is for Balor to roll over and drape an arm over his opponent for the academic victory. Academic victory. Academic That's victory. a bloody yeah. good word. As the members of the Judgment Day collect themselves and look on in surprise, Drew will continue to stare a hole through the seemingly lifeless Cody, who appears to be knocked out from the unexpected blow. McIntyre, of course, has been hinting at turning back to the dark side. Mm. I really love what they're doing with this character, by the way. I, I, the slow burn thing is really working for me. Um, in recent times, doing so in this fashion will capital, uh, cat catapult, catapult. catapult him <laughs> back into the main event spot, giving him two ready-made programs here as well, both Cody and Jay oh, you got yeah. to work with there, so I think that's handy. Mm. The motivation here, right, is 
Drew feeling usurped by Cody because they mm. had quite similar career trajectories in a lot of way. They both left WWE. They both made their names on the indies and yep. various places all over the shop um, and then came back uh, and essentially... Drew came back as the conquering hero, mm -hmm. and now Cody's done the exact same and thing. They both beat Brock Lesnar as well. Yeah. They got that, mm. and so Cody feels like Cody's stolen his thunder a little bit, and yeah. this puts him back. Drew needs this heel turn. Um, as I say, I do like what they're doing with with it, the, the little hints here mm -hmm. and there, um, but he he needs this sooner rather than later. I agree. Now, I it's a yes from me. Now, I pitch, okay. I pitched something similar for for the last pay per view uh, when we got the. You know, Cody Rhodes coming out and then he announced that uh, Jay was going to be on Raw. Mm -hmm. I um, sort of pitched like Drew coming out in that and kicking uh, Cody's head off and something leading there. And the boys at the time were like, that's good, but who do you see coming out of this on top? Because that's you kind of want, that's the hardest part is you want Cody to continue with momentum, but then you also want Drew, who's just come back. You want to see him finally pick up some wins if, and if stuff as well. If he's heel, this is a new Drew McIntyre, a bad, badass Drew McIntyre. That's tough, isn't it? And you yeah. know what? The same goes for both of those ready-made yeah, views. Yeah, yeah. you don't want Jay. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's got to win, haven't they? That's it's, the problem. It's, it, it's tough. It's so, it's so difficult, but I wonder if you could spin an angle where... We're heading towards WrestleMania again, and, and maybe Cody is seeing that we're heading towards WrestleMania again, and he needs to get on the card to face Roman Reigns once again for the title. Maybe you have him like on the back foot, and you have him sort of losing a lot of matches, maybe to Drew, who's building building a lot of momentum, and then like Cody's last surefire ditch effort is he has to go in the Elimination Chamber or something, and then get his win that way, like overcome That's the good. odds in yeah, that. Yeah, he loses the rumble, he loses loads of matches yeah. surrounding the rumble and elimination chamber. Elimination chamber is where it all picks up again. Yeah. But and That's and good. then That's a good way of doing we it, can it? then have Drew just going on an absolute tear and demolishing everybody in his way. Yeah. You have Drew pin Cody. Mm. You then have Drew eliminate Cody from the rumble. But Cody still gets his match with Roman. He still wins the title. Drew's got legit beef going, I've beat you twice. Why are <gasps> you the work. guy? I've beat you and I can beat you now when it's most important. Mm. So that gives you a feud straight away out of the blocks for Cody. Oh, I like that champion. too. Yeah. It's a yes from Thank me. Thank you for making my pitch that I was <laughs> no, not sure no, about no, work. No, no, because you, no, you no. saved the day there. No, 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 it's no, no. It's a yes. It's, it's the most likely thing to happen, I'd say. I yeah. think it is as, as well. well. As what we want to happen. I genuinely do think that too. It's going to be interesting. I was thinking this as well on my way into work today. It's going to be interesting when Randy comes back too to see where everything falls because obviously Randy was uh, put out in the injury angle by the bloodline too. So mm. if he gets involved in all of this as well, then you've got Drew, then you've got Randy, and you've got everybody else who's like, oh, the bloodline, why are you teaming up with the bloody bloodline, Cody Rhodes? What's going on here? There's like plenty of stuff to sort like of he's sink not, your He's not been watching at all and everything's just new to <laughs> yeah. him. So what's confused. going on here? Ben Woolworth's gone. He used to be a three cooks here. <laughs> why is he at Greg's now? <laughs> But I like it. I like it a lot. Cheers. Nice one. Right. My Go on, your final. second. Oh, yeah, your third and final. Third Sorry, and final. yeah. Uh, so the pay-per-view is going uh, to close with Charlotte Flair versus EO Sky versus Bianca Belair. They've got time. They have a banger. EO survives with her title. Mm. And she celebrates as the title card appears in the corner. Copyright WWE. And then the lights go out. Video appears on the screen. A helicopter. Flying through the city. Ooh. 
Charlotte's in the ring. Yeah. It's <laughs> rigged. <laughs> it's budgie. The little <laughs> helicopter. Oh, if only. It's tugboat. A <laughs> uh, helicopter crosses the skyline. It lands on a roof. A man in a suit gets out of the helicopter. He runs into the building. And he gets a lift down to the basement. You hear him radio <laughs> and go, it's time. He gets to the basement. There's a jet black Ducati purring away. He's this, in the blacked out windows, there's somebody in the passenger seat and he nods to them. He gets in and he's the driver. Mm. And he drives through the city, through the streets at speed. They get to an underground car park. <laughs> driver gets out, opens the passenger door. Another man in a black suit gets out. <laughs> Jesus, man. The man, at, come, the, the, man, man in, <laughs> the man rushes into the building. He's in a lift. He's on his way up. Radio through. <laughs> it's time. Locked in. Roger. Switching sides. He exits the lift and he's on a runway with a jet black <laughs> private jet waiting. The man in a suit puts a pilot's hat on. Wait, are we not? He's the, the pilot. Arena already. Why is he getting in? Didn't the... say we're with arena. Oh. He puts the pilot's hat on and he gets into the cockpit. As he sits there, over the tannoy they go, all personnel present, ready for takeoff. And the jet takes off into the night sky. Drinks and dinner are served. The movie is The Wrong Trousers. Yes. The plane comes down and the captain says, we'll now be landing in Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh. The jet touches down where a limo is waiting. <laughs> the jet door opens. The staircase comes down. I don't want to rub Out a man in a suit <laughs> oh, piss off. who rushes down the stairs into the back of the limo and they set off at top speed. Ooh. We see a limo pull into pull off the highway following signs for Gainsborough Field House. Yep, yep. Pulls into the car park. The man in the suit opens this door to the passenger side out the, at the back and another man in a suit runs out, enters the building. He snakes through the dressing rooms until he finds one particular door and it says in bold purple letters... Jade Car Valeting Services. He walks in. <laughs> he asks the guy behind the desk to park the limo for him. He runs up 14 <laughs> flights of stairs to the roof just in time to see a jet black helicopter landing on the roof. A red carpet is rolled out that stops exactly in the right place and perfectly timed fireworks go off above the stadium. The helicopter door opens. I ran out of ink, so I can't remember what. He actually did run out of ink. He actually did run out of ink. Look, everybody. He actually ran out of ink there. She comes out, Probably, yeah. probably Tugboat. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah. my pitch. I like it. I can't remember the rest of it. I don't want to speak on behalf of my past self, but yeah, that's the pitch. No, come on. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> I ran out of ink. I don't want to tell you. I got the bare, the bare bones are there. Jay you can work with that. Out, right? I have no idea. Could be Tugboat. I was going to... Could be Mako Satabora. I was going to have a Jay Cargill pitch. We're assuming that this is Jay Cargill at this point, right? Because otherwise we're just talking about... It's Jay, Jay Cargill. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, why do you want to put Jay... I'm trying to rescue this. Why do, you want to, why do you want to put Jade? She's been announced for the other brand, hasn't she? Yeah, but, but here's the thing. This is the part of the pitch. Uh, PW Insider turned out to be wrong. Okay, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's well, there the other, you go. That's the other part of the pitch. Well, damn. Because that was going to be... Big my, Mike's crying. <laughs> my, mine, before that news got announced, uh, mine was going to be uh, Charlotte wins the triple threat because Bailey um, turns on EO. Mm. Um, and then Charlotte is immediately dethroned or attacked at least by Cargill. Mm. But I scrapped that because I thought, ah, oh, if she's going on, on Raw... 
Um, if that was Cargill, that'd be if good that idea. was Cargill, if that was Cargill, what do you want us to talk about here, Tom? Um, <laughs> thumbs up or thumbs down, really? From what you've read there, yes, please. It just sounds like a Fast and Furious movie at the moment, <laughs> doesn't it? It's not Thumbs up or out, man. It sounds like right. the layers upon layers of which Scrooge McDuck protects his mother. <laughs> <laughs> just through a multitude no. of walls Two and Two thumbs up and, and thank you very much. And then we'll hear Andrew's final pitch. I'm just sorry, the ink ran out and I can't tell you how it finishes. Two thumbs up and a thank you very much, Tom. Yeah, I think that was delightful. I think uh, it's a uh, massive thumbs down. It's what a massive, is it? massive thumbs down. What are you doing? What You're too nice. What is this? Not because, right? We he know did. that. We I know can't that, help that the ink ran out. We know that Jed Cargill's coming. So why don't we just? Why don't we not come? Why don't we edge until <laughs> we get there? What, so waste 20 Edge minutes, was on 20... Sunday. <laughs> no, he came. It's not Edge anymore. <laughs> It's the biggest thumbs down I've ever given. <laughs> ben, ben and Peter from Triple Jump printed something that used a lot of colour before I got this. Maybe take it up with them. Uh, it's a thumbs down from me, Tom. God's sake. Andrew, save yeah. the day. Uh, right. <laughs> Fighting City all this. I, d I don't know if I'm going to save the day because I think this might be my... Uh... Where am I? Uh, this might be my weakest one, but we'll see. Okay, we'll, right. see we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, for as much as I want to see the world heavyweight title change hands on Saturday, right? I equally don't want to see the WWE women's title change hands. I feel like Io Sky still has so much to give as a women's champion since winning the title at SummerSlam, and her potential slash momentum with the title hasn't really reached the heights of what I think it can eventually hit. And now. Obviously, we've got that extra caveat to the story in that Bailey was the one who set this match up to be a triple threat for Fastlane, perhaps due to the fact that she's a bit miffed at Charlotte's comments last week about Bailey now being essentially a stepping stone and sidekick to the women's champion. So at Fastlane, we get a backstage segment where we see the women's champion talking to Bailey and Dakota. Eo lets her stable mates know that she wants to do this herself. Not only does she want to prove to the two of the best in the ring that she deserves to be the women's champion, but she wants to prove it to herself as well. Dakota takes the news perfectly well and wishes Eo good luck, but Bailey is a little more confrontational. She tells Eo that whilst that's a very noble way of looking at things, it's not very practical. As Eo said, there's two of the very best in that ring tonight, and Bailey knows both of them inside and out. And while she thinks Eo is more than capable of getting the job done, it can't hurt to have an extra pair of hands and eyes out there watching her back to ensure the title stays on this champion. Eo, however, politely refuses again, but thanks her stablemates. Now, match time comes, and it's a great showing for Eo, a showing with no shenanigans, just a pure showcase of what she can do with some of the very best women's wrestlers in the ring. There's moments where it looks like she's on the back foot, but she fights valiantly and, uh, and brings momentum back in her favor. Towards the end of the match, however, we get a stray spear from Charlotte. It hits the ref, and... Uh, the ref goes down. Asuka manages, manages to cinch in the Asuka lock on the 16-time Women's World Champion. But amongst all the chaos, Sky climbs the turnbuckle and hits an over-the-moon salt on the two challengers. Now, a dazed flare rolls out of the ring. Io goes for the cover on Asuka. However, the ref is still down and can't count the pin. Io is beside herself at this point. She's been through the ringer, but with the official out, 
This gives Bailey the opportunity to run down to ringside. She snatches the title off the timekeeper's table and frantically just slides the championship into the ring. But in doing so, she misjudges her trajectory and it ends up landing slap bang in the middle between both of Io and Asuka. The confused guy looks at the title, looks at Bailey, and starts asking her stablemate, what are you doing, you dafty? This isn't the way she wanted to do things. Bailey starts apologizing profusely, and uh, it's like distracting EO at the same time as well, because they're getting in this little tete-a-tete. And as that's happening, we see the camera. Asuka is slowly crawling towards the title with a smirk on her face. That is until, quickly from behind, comes a recovered flare who hits the natural selection on the Empress. But as she comes out of the move, Eo manages to capitalize off the momentum, bounces her off the ropes and gets a roll-up pin as the resters back to life for the three count. Eo Sky retains the title. Post-match in the ring, Eo is celebrating her huge victory against two of the very best. Despite everything, she still hugs Bailey in this victorious moment and Bailey raises Eo's arm. Bailey sees the title on the canvas. She goes to pick it up but instead of handing it to the champion, she snaps and slams Eo in the back of the head with the championship, thus ending their friendship. Oh, friendship and scene. Oh, you did the Bailey turn. I did the Bailey yeah, turn. Sorry about I that. Did, no, that's all right. <laughs> it's going. fine. It's all right. Yeah. I think just with everything that's happening at the moment in terms of, I mean, it feels like it, it's been descending between the stable for a little while. I feel like Eo... As much as I love her as a champion, and I very much do love her as a champion, I don't think she's had quite as much time to shine. It feels like she's kind of been put in the back a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It feels like not a lot of focus has been on her. And I think her going out of a way, sorry, going off away from damage control to prove herself as this dominant champion would be a great thing for her. And also, if it's in a program with Bailey as someone who's like, you know, a decorated champion and a decorated women's wrestler. I think that would do wonders for EO as well as champion too. Yeah, I like the fact that EO retains the title. If they were to feud Bailey and EO, mm. I'd like EO to come out on top of that mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's proper, it's something proper for EO to really sink her teeth into, isn't it? I, yeah. I think a proper story. And, uh, you know, damage control, they, they've done a fair bit here and there. But to me, I think there's something about it where it's never felt like WWE have fully committed to them. No, no, And I they don't feel like a proper stable. And it's been no. over a year now. And that's daft, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, may, I hope I'm not alone in saying that. No disrespect to the performers involved at all, because I think they could have been brilliant as a stable but they haven't been brilliant as a stable. There's been great performances from yeah. the, the stable members, but uh, I think now, yeah, maybe cut your losses and, think and it, crack yeah. on with that. And there's a ready-built story, so I really like it. Yeah, it's felt like that for a little while. Remember at SummerSlam last year where we were like, oh, oh my God, this, this is, is huge. Yeah, this yeah. is huge. And then for the longest time, they were just picking up losses after losses. And it was like, where are we going with this? And then obviously we saw EO finally get the title, but again, it's kind of stagnated again a little bit. Yeah. We saw her have the really good uh, title defense against Asuka recently, and I, th- I think that was a great showing for her, but I think there's still more to it. I don't want to just sure. to like drop the title to Asuka or Charlotte. I, I just wanted to have a nice lengthy reign and for like some of the more veteran women on the roster to, to put her over a little bit as well. What a waste it would be as well, the money and the yeah. bank stuff, mm-hmm. to, to have her drop the title so soon without Agreed. showing us what she's obviously capable of doing. 
by the way, you said something really, really funny in that picture. Well, that's it. You, you went, she's in there with two of the best women's wrestlers in the ring. Oh, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I you going world. I was like, the they I, are two of the best in the off. ring. Of all <laughs> the wrestlers in the ring, they are the top two. <laughs> I was good. given this magic coffee yesterday, right? And I was writing ah. these, and I was like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know what I'm saying. It was just spewing out of my fingertips. Yeah. So there you go. Would you have yeah. it so like Bailey loses to EO Sky? But I think there's magic in a couple of matches with them. So like Bailey loses to Ia Sky, but Bailey maybe wins the Rumble. I, yeah, maybe something like that. And then we get like a big match between they the have two. They a big mania mm, match, yeah. those two. A big sort of gimmicky mm-hmm. mania match to really send Io Sky off I think that would be really good. Moon. And even if there is a title change at Mania there, mm. as long as Io has a really solid run from now until... Whoa, until then. Mania. <laughs> uh, the table didn't agree with that. Uh, <laughs> but I, but then again, I guess like a massive win at Mania would look great for EO at the same time too. It's mm. difficult. It's difficult. But yeah. Well, it's an overdue thing and you've you've you've, you've set it up and, and knocked out the park beautifully there. It's a thumbs up from me. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I had some more coffee earlier today. I want the coffee you're drinking. It looks fantastic. Oh, double espresso, baby. And thank you in that camera right there. Thank you very much for watching our nine pictures video for Fastlane this Saturday. Uh, however, this isn't the end of the Fastlane content. You're going to have a lot more coming up in the future. The future <laughs> being this weekend. <laughs> I'm getting there. You'll have the podcast. You will have live reactions for the pay-per-view from myself and Adam Cultaholic. YouTube.com forward slash Cultaholic forward slash live. We'll be on there doing our live reacts. You'll have WTF. Not long. Uh, sorry. Was, w, uh, what, uh, what happened that? He's not one. not He's long after one. that. No, I'm going to get there. No. What's going tomorrow? You'll have predictions on Friday. You'll have what happened that. Not long after. <laughs> You'll have the uh, what happened that. I was doing so well. I was doing so it's well. It's like Dermot O'Leary. You'll, you'll have a news. And then you'll also have the WTF moments for the pay-per-view as well from one wonderful Ross Twiddell. Like uh, young Michael Barrymore. God damn it. it. God damn it. <laughs> I felt strong in the intro and it's just... <laughs> you I just, I plateaued everybody. Is we've that all, the right word? I just plateaued. All right. Thank you very much for joining us. Boys, have you got anything else you would like to say to close out this wonderful video? Um, go on, here we go. Livid, <laughs> livid with... Uh, oh, actually, you know what? I was going to yeah. say livid with Triple Jump for using all the ink. But I will, I will end and say to you at home... Toot toot, young man. <laughs> toot toot. Toot toot. And uh, l- lest I forget, our, fi- our final catchphrase of the video, we've, we've introduced this new catchphrase, right? Oh, so, right so, yeah. so when I say, life's a pitch, and then... You, it's and then what we, we want to happen. <laughs> life's a pitch, and then, and then you, you die. die. That's really good. That, there you go. It's good, isn't it? I don't know why we didn't think of it earlier. Uh, bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. 